0: Welcome to In-Depth. Join us as we dive deep into conversation, a place where we touch on our struggles, faith, dreams, trauma, and everything in between.
1: Hello, and welcome to In-Depth. Today, Angelica and I are going to touch on a very deep and intimate subject the enemy's lies and what that means is believing things for ourselves that are not true you are not worthy you are not lovable you are not good enough etc and so today we get real raw and real deep we're excited to share our own experiences and hopefully relate to one of you guys so let's get
0: started Hello, hello, how are you? (laughs) I feel like we're on that game telephone where it's like, hello, hello, (laughs) and the echo. (laughs) I'm good, how are you? Good, good.
1: Um, I'm actually so excited after last week's episode. I feel like we're back on the grind, and it feels And it's not even a grind, honestly, you know, it's like, we're back, we're back on our fun time. And I'm so excited.
0: Me too. It it feels like it's life giving seriously. Like every time we get off, I just feel so uplifted. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love it too. I'm really excited and I'm really excited about this week's episode, um, So you guys today, Angelica and I have decided to talk about the enemy's lies, but first we are going to define it. So what does it mean for someone who hasn't heard that term or, um, yeah, just kind of an overview of what we mean when we say lies.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, do you want to start off or do you want me to, you can, you can go ahead. Okay, so the enemy's lies in the Bible, they're referenced in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 20. And it's, it's described as the fiery arrows that he throws. So the lies are things, I mean, it could be a ton of different types, but examples could be lies that he tells you um, that sometimes we believe that are our own negative thoughts or our own thoughts that don't align, align with God or his word. Mm-hmm. So things like that can be told to us. Um, and we sometimes adopt them as, like I said, our own thoughts. We're thinking, oh, my gosh, that was like, why did I have that idea? Or where did that thought come from? Sometimes um, it seemingly out of nowhere, out of left field, or sometimes it's just things that we think in this world people describe as um, negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. in the spirit in the spiritual side when speaking about like you know the bible talks about we don't war against flesh and blood but against powers and authorities and dark um, places and all that so we're not warring against people and things it's the enemy and his kingdom so when the world would call it negative self-talk we would call it the lies from the enemy because it doesn't align with who god says we are and it doesn't align with god's word
1: yeah. Good. And and just I just want to um touch on it a little bit, um, because I do remember I've had conversations with friends who believe in God, but that's kind of it. They don't really know anything else. And so, like, you know, in Christianity and like in, in anything, really, there's a good guy and there's a bad guy. Right. So in Christianity, there's God and then there's the enemy, you know, and this is a real you know satan he thought he could be better than god and so you know at one point in history um you know god said no more and then you know hell became so um when we talk about the enemy we're talking about god's enemy which is our enemy and it's just this this one person that does so many things or you know if you want to call it a person but um so it it is a real thing and You know, when we say enemies lie. So he's out to kill. Um, What are the three terms? Kill, steal, and destroy. And just steal and destroy. So um, there's obviously going to be times where he's telling us lies, like Angelica was saying. So um, in our heads. Uh, But they're so sneaky. And I just want to emphasize on that because you sometimes don't even know it. 90% 90% of the time, you're not aware that, it, you know, it's it's just something that you're believing about yourself um, that may not, that isn't true, but you don't know that and you don't know that it's a lie. You're just identifying as that because that's just what you think and that's what your brain has been filled with, um, if that makes sense,
0: right, Anelika? Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to touch on the fact that this is this subject is so um, personal to me because we all have a story with God and our life is all of our lives are different. And and the things we go through is different, right? And it's to further his kingdom. Um, And we're supposed to be sharing our testimony and testimonies because God works in those to show himself, to reveal himself to other people. And so for me, this topic is really personal because I've had countless times. I can't even number the amount of times that I've had to deal with what the Bible describes as um, evil forces and principalities. So it's not just it, this can sound like Harry Potterish, but it's <laughs> it's so it's it's completely real. I've dealt with it head on, lots of different ways, but it's the forces of of evil. So it's not just the devil himself it's not just Satan I mean there there's demons there's principalities mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of forces dark forces at work mm-hmm. and so what they want to do is tear us down and make us doubt God and make us unbelieve um, or have unbelief. belief um, and lots of different ways they do that but one of the main ways is by introducing a thought into our mind I, into our mind as if it was our own idea and he, like you said he's so sneaky um, it's not like he's going to come show you hey look it's me let me show you this because I mean anyone in the right mind would turn their back and say no thanks so instead he comes sneaky as heck and packages it sometimes in a pretty package that it's deceiving I mean the, the Bible talks about he's the father of lies he's the father of deceit so he's He's patient when it comes to us and watching our patterns and using those things against us and making us think that it's our own thoughts or whatever. And he uses those lies. So that's what we're going to talk about is the enemy's lies with the hopes that we expose that, normalize it for you if you've never heard of this before, so that uh, your spiritual eyes are now open and that you can discern and be aware of and spot those lies in your life.
1: Mm hmm. That's good. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. Thanks for, um, going in, in a little bit more detail. I think it's very important. And if you haven't heard about this before, just keep listening. I think it's just good to know. And maybe one day, maybe you don't believe in it or maybe you're, you know, You don't care to believe in it, but maybe one day in a few years, something happens and you're like, oh my gosh, and it clicks because that's usually how things happen. So um, thank you. And Halika,
0: do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, I could start. So um, Gigi and I kind of went over, I mean, not in depth, really kind of pretty quickly. We kind of skimmed over, okay, what kind of came to the top of our minds? So we talked about what was a time because we can like go over so many, (laughs) that would be like such a long podcast. But what was a time that we both can think of um, that we unintentionally, unknowingly partnered with the lies or Ephesians six, the fiery arrows of the enemy. So partnering just means like adopting it as our own thought without uh, realizing that it was actually authored by him. So mm-hmm. I'll start a time where I found that I unintentionally partnered with lies. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get deep today, you guys. This is called in depth, so <laughs> I <Love> prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared her with um, a trigger word, so I'm gonna go there. Okay, you guys, this could be very triggering. I I want you to maybe skip over this episode. If this topic may not be for you, it's a very sensitive topic, but I feel like, um, it needs to be exposed so that if any of you have ever had thoughts like this, I want the power of the enemy to be exposed. So it's no more, um, I'm going to be touching on my personal story. Um, that's pretty recent and it has to do with some ideation of self-harm. I'm not going to say the word. I think you can fill in the gaps. Um, I'm not even comfortable saying the word too well. But recently, so we're talking about how the enemy is so sneaky, right? Uh, A couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, I was at my kitchen sink. It was morning. I was washing my dishes. And out of left field, I had an idea come to mind. It was so foreign to me. Never in a million years have I thought about that imagined i would ever think about doing that to myself um very unlike my character Mm -hmm. it was so out of left field i was able to spot it as soon as it came in because it was not my thought it was not something i would naturally think of my mind wasn't there that was the fiery arrow that was the lie that was the he was trying to plant the seed for me to do that to myself And I stopped washing my dishes, and I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Recognized that wasn't my own thought, because through my walk, I've I've learned to recognize the enemy in different ways and how he works. And so I kind of processed it as, okay, well, that's not going to happen. I have no desire to do that, but okay, I see you. You're exposed. Like, nice try, dude. Mm -hmm. So over time, that thought kept bombarding my mind, like nonstop, it kept coming to my mind. It was almost as if it was being fed into my mind. And I was thinking, why do I keep thinking of this? Mm -hmm. Little by little, this thought that kept entering my mind changed my mood Mm -hmm. to where I had a few days, one day, particularly where I called you and i was telling you how i couldn't see any it was like if i was blind Mm -hmm. to any blessings in my life i couldn't picture i couldn't pinpoint any happy thought anything good in my life and that's the enemy so he started out with that idea there at the dishes at the sink worked Mm -hmm. on it fed it to me over and over and over where initially I was like, um, no, and then little by little, I was like, oh, I grabbed onto it. So that's what I mean by yeah. unintentionally partnering. So I grabbed onto that lie. Mm-hmm. And that's how the enemy was able to come in because it's one thing for him to give us an idea. It's a whole other for us to grab it on as truth or to grab onto that lie and walk mm-hmm. down the road with it. Mm-hmm. So unintentionally, I began to walk down the road with it. And then it started to affect me to where I the crazy thing is, I felt so down. I felt confused, like, where the heck is this coming from? Um, I ended up telling Christian, because, you know, I, I've said it before, he works a lot. And so he's gone for days. And it's usually just me and the kids here at the house. I'm momming hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he called me one day. And I just cried to him. And for me, I'm not a crier. I just I mm-hmm. don't it's not naturally. I, I don't know. Just, it takes a lot for me to cry. Usually it's a, a long buildup to get there, but I began to cry to him and I told him, I hate my life. Uh-huh. And that sounded so crazy for me to even hear myself say that, but I just, I sobbed to him and I was like, you know, I don't even want to talk. And, and I thought to myself, I bet he's like scared, like what the heck is going on? Like it's not like he can just leave work, you know? Uh-huh. Um, And so I ended up calling my sister and we talked and she kind of just, she heard me out, which is what I needed at that moment. And when he came home from work, I was able to tell him where I was, where my mind was and what had been going on with me over, I can't remember if it was a week's time or two weeks, but gradually from that time at the sink to this point, um, he the crazy thing is he ended up telling me, he said, you know, what's weird is one day when I was driving home, it's about a 45 minute drive home. I had the thought that what if I got home and you did something? That and that blew sense. my mind because I was like, that's like his, him discerning. Yeah. God was speaking to him without me even, cause he didn't know I was, I didn't voice it. I didn't tell anyone because like I said, it was such a foreign idea. Yeah. Um. But I thought, wow, God is so good that like he was telling him in that moment something's up but Christian didn't pick up on it which yeah uh, that's okay I'm not blaming him it's not his fault it's just to me I see God working right so to me that was a time very recent where I unintentionally partnered with the enemy and he took me down that road and I don't want to leave it there because I'm not there anymore and my story is not anyone else's story but God is moving in my life and he uses different things to speak to us different ways. And he just totally wrecked me in the best way possible. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say over this a little over the weekend, beginning before the weekend and just like rocked me. Like I ugly cried in a way that, (laughs) (laughs) that it's not so often in your walk that he touches on something so deep in you that you didn't know was down there. I was yeah. listening to a sermon and he just like rocked my world. And I just ugly cried in my room and I felt so seen. And he called out that idea through that sermon. And it's weird because wow. I wasn't even planning on watching that sermon, but I was like, oh, this is kind of old. Let me just watch it. Oh man. yeah, God used it to just expose the enemy's lies. And I just sobbed and cried and I felt God's presence. And it was just such a beautiful moment. And then he ended up using a different sermon to, um, confirm some of the things and it's just like he exposed the enemy's lies because where there's darkness there he is or he is darkness the enemy but where god is there's light and what does he have to do he has to expose that it's like when you turn on the light and the cockroaches go running yeah it's it's like that you know he comes and he exposed these are the lies i love your visuals sorry (laughs) (laughs) always yeah well i mean sorry you guys have to know that's just how i talk that's what i see i'm just That's how I get stuff. And it just makes sense to me. Yeah. But it's true. It's like, that's exactly have to run and flee. When he shines his light and he exposes the lies, they have to run and flee. They have to run because they can't be there. They can't be in God's presence. They can't be in his truth. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's so crazy. Like I said, this is my story and it's no one else's, but it's my testimony that I was there very, very, very recently. Yeah. Wow. God, Mm -hmm. he pulled me out of that and exposed his lies, turned it around, not only turned it around, but breathed life into me again. And I feel Mm -hmm. life is the same on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like, he just lit a fire in me. And I'm just like, it's like, he woke me up. I love that. And I just
1: first just want to say thank you so much for sharing and being so vulnerable um, that, you know, that topic is so big and, um, you know, I just, I love your vulnerability and your strength and your faith. Um, and I know that you did answer or not answer, but you touched on um, some of the questions that I was wondering, like, um when when was it that you were like, whoa! I actually started like eating up these lies. When did God reveal that to you? Was that through this the first sermon, or was it when you spoke to Christian, or was it a, at a different time?
0: I think because the lies were layered, the initial idea that that he implanted into my mind, like the the first idea, the first time he introduced it, I was aware. Mm-hmm so mm-hmm. i I never took it on as um, it's it's kind of complicated because it's not necessarily like a truth. It's more of like he compounded that idea with lies that I grew up with, okay, and so through that first sermon that wrecked me so beautifully, that's mm-hmm. where he really got deep down into stuff that's like i'm thirty nine yeah. Holding on to unintentionally without knowing I've partnered with multiple lies, multiple, the world would say, would um, word it in a way of like, um, these are, these are the things that I, I believed about myself. Well, I guess in the spirit too, I, I, I took on those lies as if they were my truth. I was this, I lacked that. I wasn't good enough. I didn't feel this. Um, I'm lacking here, 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 here. My whole life, that's been my narrative. My, what the world would call self-talk. But we know that's not self-talk. That's the enemy. So the idea was presented as, okay, just do this thing. That's how it started. But when God revealed it through that sermon and wrecked me, he exposed all of those lies of my whole life, which... Like I'm saying, it's one of those things that so been going on for so long for your whole life. It's Mm -hmm. been your normal, your, your perception of yourself in this world. Mm -hmm. That's deep as heck. Cause it's not like you sit down and even dissect. Oh, this is the way I view myself. This is the way I've always viewed myself. It's just, it's the way you view the world and the way you view yourself in the world. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, now those lies were exposed. And it was through that sermon that he just like was like, nope, this, 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 this and this you partnered with since you were a little girl. That's not what I called you. That's not what I call you. That's not who I said you were. Those Mm -hmm. were the lies of the enemy. He said, you're this. He said, you're that. And you believed him. And it's not in a condemning way. It was in um, it was him exposing it. Cause he loves me so much that he doesn't want me to be there anymore. So that like rocked my world. Cause I was like, I, that's all I've ever known. Yeah. I've never had a different experience and now he just flipped it upside down. I didn't realize that I had partnered with the enemy my whole life and grabbed onto those ideas of you lacked here, you lacked there. You're not good enough here. You're not good enough there. You can't do that. All those things. Like I'm saying, the world would say is self-talk. That's not self-talk. That's the enemy. I think the underdog Mm -hmm. is the biggest blanket umbrella that I was under. Okay. The underdog meaning like that, that kind of, like I said, that's the umbrella. So you, you can't do that. You're not capable of doing that. And that was a ton of things. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. You're not capable. You don't have what it takes to do X, Y, and Z. Or any of that stuff. You don't mm-hmm. have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not good enough to do that. Um, so many different ways. That you. You're not on the same level as other people. You'll always just be down here. Like you're mediocre. Wow. you're, you know, And that was my whole life. So that's crazy to think. Like me as an adult. It can be embarrassing to say that. Because that's very vulnerable. But yeah. I think a lot mm-hmm. of us. Deal with things like that. And it's not like we walk around telling people because to even get to that point where we're like, whoa, I'm kind of believing that stuff. But the blanket was underdog. You're not good enough. You can't do that. Other people do that way better. You're not talented. Um, you're awkward. You're all these different things. Um, and God flipped that all on its head and was like, none of that is true. I've never said any of that about you. You're loved. Mm-hmm. You're safe. You're secure with me. Not only that, I have plans for you. Mm-hmm. I have things for you that you could not even imagine. And to me, that was like, oh my gosh. That's why I ugly cried because I was like, dude, like you're speaking to, not dude, but you know, you're speaking to my heart in such a powerful way.
1: I love that. And I love that you shared the blanket because that's a, that's, it's, it is a blanket to so many things, you know, and you listed some of them. And those are like big things that I think a lot of people will um associate with, you know, Um, and you think it's like norm, like we, I feel like we just start believing that's just our normal, like, oh, I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at that. And it just, you know, it's like, it becomes part of your identity. So I love that. You share that because that is a lie of the enemy, and and maybe yeah, maybe you don't know how to do a thing, but it doesn't mean you're incapable, you know. And so I love that God shared with you that you know, like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's I've never said that about you, and like just reminding you of of His power and what He can do for you, or yeah, what He can do for your life for you, but also what He has for you and the plans that He has for you, you know. So. Um, I love, I love that so much. Like, thank you so much for being vulnerable and, and just even like thinking about, I think last week, you know, when we were talking about just even the podcast, you know, and the stuff that goes with having a podcast and, you know, realizing, um, that some of those insecurities that you share, like, I, you know, it's, it just, is crazy because it, it is part of the, the lie. So to me, I'm mean, like seeing it first, like you sharing it, I'm connecting the dots to the conversations that we've had in the last few weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, in that moment, I didn't realize, like, to me, it's not like in that moment when you're like, oh, I'm not good at this. To me, it was like, um, oh, it's fine. Like, I like, I'm, it's fine. I love you. You're great. You know, like,
0: I hope that all made sense. Yeah, it's just it's crazy that like when God reveals something, not only does he reveal it, but then in me and the purpose uh, Mm -hmm. or the things that he's going to do in my life and has done. And he's given me glimpses of he reminded me of those and even empowered me and gave me like vision and just like fueled me by his spirit to to see all of the crazy things that he has for me, the beautiful things through his spirit. And like my task here, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's crazy because it's not only does he expose it, but he turns it around, he flips it around and he says, but this is what I have for you. This is what I called you to do. The things that you thought the worst parts of you are Mm -hmm. actually, I'm turning them into your strengths and I'm using you for my glory and for my kingdom's purposes and that's crazy because I'm I'm an introvert. And yet he has given me this part of himself to speak about him boldly and gives me visions and gives me words. And um, that's kind of how he uses me in his kingdom. And so opposite of the narrative that I've had my whole life. I love that. And I
1: love that um, you kind of just reminded me of, you know, the enemy knows this and he knows like, I I think I could be wrong, but I feel like he knows, you know, God has great plans for you and he's going to use you in this, this and that. So Of course, he's going to attack that as much as he can, you know, but there's always going to be a day where God's going to shine his light on it. And then, like you said, turn it all around for his glory, for your life. And so. Um, I'm just really excited for you. Really, really
0: good stuff. But were you able to think or can you think of, does the time stick out for you on your end? where you unintentionally um, grabbed onto a lie as if it was truth? Yeah, I think,
1: um, you know, it's it's funny because I'm not one to say like, oh, I've always identified as this. But when I look at my patterns, I know exactly what I identify as. (laughs) And so like, to me, like a recurring lie in my life is, um, you're not worthy. You're not lovable. Like lovable is the biggest one. You're not worthy of love. And I think that that also like to a certain extent, your childhood and your upbringing plays a role in that. And so like, you know, my dad leaving when I was, I don't know, like three or five like physically he was there over the phone but he really wasn't there so like I'll never say like yeah that affected me but I know that to some extent it it did as a five-year-old you know it's like whoa like this man's supposed to be here and and be the my father figure and like he left me so like it just programs my mind to think that I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy of that love or, you know, and so, and then I just think that the enemy feeds off of that, like, oh, well, her dad left at five, so she's going to believe this, let me just continue to, like, feed on that, and I think that's just been the narrative my whole life, and so, um, obviously, then, after becoming a Christian like that, it, it does change, your perspective changes, but he still will come and attack, and he still will come and attack those the same my my weaknesses you know my blind spots and so i do feel like there was a time last year where i was starting to believe that all over again and it and just like you i think i realize now as we're speaking that it was like little by little by little and so there was kind of a big situation where there was um a person in my life that was kind of trying to change the narrative of who i was and just put put me out to be this person and like it just yeah, just like pushing buttons that weren't even there. But like in that situation I started to doubt myself. Like I'm like I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of this love. Like and get like I'm just I'm unlovable, you know, and I feel like that kind of was where I was at last year. And like if you know me, you can tell because you can tell I'm very, very, very I know that anything I post, obviously my picture is going to be aesthetic. Okay. Everyone's, but if I'm posting, <laughs> if I'm posting a video of my face and I'm talking anything that comes out of my mind, out of my mouth, it's authentic. It's me. Like I'm not putting up a front, you know, it, it's coming from my heart. And so last year at that time, it kind of just, it, it was like ghost town in my Instagram, like I'll post photos in this, but you really wouldn't know what was going on in my life. And you wouldn't see my face and like in videos because I was believing these lies, you know, and so I couldn't show up for Instagram videos because I was
0: going through this battle, you know, on the other side, if that makes sense. That does, um, because that's exactly how the enemy works is, little by little, like little by little, he introduces something. So through people uh, in your life, he introduced doubt. Well, maybe the idea was, well, maybe you are who that person is saying you are. Um, Maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. And then the fear of people believing them, even though you knew that you were not who they were making you mm-hmm. out to be, you weren't saying what they were saying, you were saying, well, that doesn't make sense. But You weren't saying the things that they said. Yeah. Um, And so they were trying to pin people against you. And for you, it was an injustice because that wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy twisted that, used that, and little by little introduced all of these ideas of like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe... Mm people are going to believe them and then you started to maybe spiral from there like well what am I going to do and like little by little he chips at us he chips away at us until we get to this point of how did I get here hopefully by the time God like reveals it or you know when it's revealed you realize I don't recognize myself I don't recognize like how the heck did I get here so it totally makes sense
1: 1000% and it's crazy because when you when you were sharing about the moment that you told Christian, "I hate my life," Ugh, I don't want to get emotional, but um, I've never even said this out loud. um But there was a time. Remember that um podcast where I said I just had seen a therapist? Yeah, it was one of our first ones. I think a week or two before that, I was journaling. There was an incident, and. Um, I was, I I was down the rabbit hole. And so I was journaling and I literally wrote this three page note of, I hate my life. Why am I here? Blah, blah, blah. And literally like in giant letters, I hate my life. And same thing where I was like, I ripped the pages off and I crinkled them because I was embarrassed that I even wrote that. You know what I mean? Like. Oh my gosh. And so I had forgotten because, like, I kid you not, I crinkled them and I was like, this is not me. And I threw it in, like, I'm like, it's out of my head. I wrote it in the paper and it's going in the trash, you know? And like, and (laughs) to the extent, like, I had to throw it in different trash cans because I was like, I don't want
0: anyone to know that I wrote that letter. Yeah. Um, But you, you know what sticks out there is the shame or the guilt that you and I both felt with even saying that. And that's also the enemy, too, because not only did he introduce that that idea to us you and I both I find it interesting that you and I both saw it as foreign like this is not, unlike my character to even say that but then not only did he introduce it but he like twisted the dagger and was like yeah. and feel bad about it like feel guilty about it because that's not you and then like it's like what the heck there's so many layers to it but it's he's so sneaky he is so jerk. sneaky. Like, he's not only going to give us the ideas, but then he's going to guilt us for for that Yeah, when it was him to begin with.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like you realize that it's not you, but here, let me now put some embarrassment over that, you know, or whatever. So now you're focused on the embarrassing part and all of that anyway so then that's actually part of like with everything that was going on like that was one of the reasons why I was like I really need to see a therapist because this is not like what is going on in my brain uh you know um but anyway so that was kind of that was kind of the time and I think that trickled it still has because I only saw the therapist that one time twice, I think. And then I kind of just stopped going because I realized that it was more of a spiritual thing for me. And then if, if I go to God and I still need that, like, I don't think I'll still need answers, but then I could go back to therapy, but therapy, but I think it's more of a spiritual thing for me. And it is, it's the lies of the enemy. Um, not that a therapist can't help, but to me, again, it is something that I have to work through with God, uh, so it kind of has trickled in. I actually had still trickled into this year, but very subtly, like it comes in waves where it's like, I'm fine and I'm not in my head. I'm not believing that for five days and then something triggers it
0: and I'm back down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I think that that's such a good point because I did want to touch on the fact that you um, pointed out that. For you, in that instance, it's spiritual. And for me, that was a spiritual thing as well because mental health is different than spiritual. We're not touching on mental health today Mm -hmm. because both can be going on simultaneously. Both can be going on separately um, or one or the other. So in both of these cases, it was not a mental health thing, although speaking to anybody about what you're going through is a huge help. Mm -hmm. Um, And these, I want to be very clear that these were spiritual attacks from the enemy. This was a spiritual battle. This wasn't a mental health crisis or Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't the situation in in these cases. So we Mm want to be specific about that Um, because if it's a mental health thing, that's a whole other subject. You know, you would, we would encourage you to go and reach out to get professional help and seek someone for that but for this we're talking spiritual like the enemy is never going to rest he wants to feed you these lies he wants to feed us these lies he wants to introduce them as our own idea (laughs) and then the ways you can spot it is that is this is this an idea that's foreign does this align with with, um, my patterns or my character, is this something that I have been, does it bring guilt and shame? I think is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a good way of spotting it is if it brings guilt and shame, because those are his hallmarks. Um, does it, does it introduce itself as something that you feel the need to hide? Mm -hmm. That's also him because God wants things exposed. Like he, He loves us so much. He doesn't want us to be under the lies of the enemy. But the enemy wants you to be under his lies, obviously. So, okay, let me introduce this to you, but then hide it. Let's keep it Mm -hmm. here in the dark. Mm -hmm. And you don't know he's doing that. So this is why we're having this conversation is to hopefully help you to see his tactics so that you can recognize them for yourself and start to expose them Mm -hmm. and turn from that recognizing, nope, I rebuke that that's not from my God. That's not in alignment with God's word, what he says about me, um, who I know him to be. That's actually from the enemy. So then if you do that, he doesn't have the power over, over you anymore. Mm -hmm. It's him introducing them. And I mean, he's just so sneaky, but just the fact that you touched on like it being a spiritual battle and it sometimes it, what is it? Like, um, I'm, I'm losing my words, but sometimes it's like exposed and it's mm-hmm. not a struggle anymore. But mm-hmm. I find that. That although that does happen and right now I feel like I'm on cloud nine with God and he flipped that on its head. I know that there's certain elements that because mm-hmm. I held on to those for so long and for you as well, it's daily surrender we need Jesus. We need a savior. We need him in our life. We have a need for him. And if we were able to just on our own expose these lies or just like, okay, I'm just not going to believe that I'm going to do this and that. And then I won't deal with that anymore. That's not realistic. Yeah. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't need Jesus and we Mm -hmm. do. We need him daily. We need to surrender those patterns daily when we find ourselves, once they're exposed and we find ourselves like, oh, shoot, I might have gone maybe like two or three days of like I was going down my patterns because they're so familiar, because the enemy is so dang sneaky. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're so familiar, we don't catch them right away. And we're like, oh, shoot, I was partnering with that again. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, God, you know, what do you say about me? Go back to him. Who do you say I am? Go back to his word Mm -hmm. and spend that time so that he can breathe life into you again and speak truth to you again. So sometimes it is um, a slow progression and it's just a daily surrender. And that's life living as as a Christ follower, right? is daily surrender and submission to him. And that's beautiful because then he's really building you up as to who you truly are. Yeah it's good so what do you if you learned anything from patterns and how the enemy works in those ways and specifically in your life in ways that you've dealt with his lies or when they were exposed what did you learn from from those times if anything like what it could be something small It could be like, you know, I learned to like just go to God right away or I learned to like what if there's anything. I think it's it's tough
1: because when and I think anyone that relates can understand that when you're down the rabbit hole, you're down the rabbit hole. Like it's very hard to get out of the rabbit hole in that moment. Um, But I think the best thing to do is just not react like meaning for me personally. I can't promise that I'm not going to get triggered by someone doing something to make me feel unlovable. It is still a trigger. I have to constantly, um, I think the closer that I draw to God, the more that I read his truths and like believe the truths that he says about me, um, the more I'll be able to just stand up to it and say, no, no, you know, but um, I'm not there yet. I don't think. And so I think um, moving forward as of today, for me, it's more of, okay, when it's happening, like deep breaths, journal it out, talk to God, um, you know, and, and if I am in the rabbit hole, like, I think I at least know that, like, if something got me, I really hope it doesn't, but something got me down the rabbit hole, just don't react, don't do anything don't do anything but journal don't go I guess go yeah I guess go go to God once it's over because I just I don't know like I don't know that I'm not going to go through another rabbit hole situation like after it all being revealed I think that I do feel strong and I do believe more of who I am and for me it's like looking back that's me like me believing all these truths. And so those truths live in my heart. They just kind of get kind of buried sometimes. So I'm um, watching those videos to kind of pull all that back out back, pull out the confidence and ultimately just to strengthen Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because I, I love that because it looks different for For us, because all of our stories are different and our patterns and our, you know, the way we grew up and depending on what those things are um, in our life, like you said, like they they're triggers, right? So, you know, we've we've all gone through different things. And so we all are sensitive to different things because of that, because of our experiences. And I think that it's important to to say that life sometimes still is a struggle with certain things like that. Because although God can and will deliver us from things just like that, I mean, we have to have belief in that if we believe in God, we have to believe that he can and will do that we can't just be like, tiptoeing around like, are you God or are you not, you know, Mm -hmm. so I want to like, say God is powerful, and he can and will do that. So I want to build that bold faith. in whoever's listening to this, don't think that he can and he does do that. And that stuff does still happen. Um, He's powerful. He's still the same God. And so he can. So I don't want to diminish that. But sometimes he uses this, these types of things and draws out parts of us that need to die. Mm -hmm. Parts of us that he never intended to be a part of our story. Parts of us, uh, parts of our stories that were done to us and we had no control over. Parts that the enemy tried to use to keep us down he will turn around. And sometimes it takes little steps, little bits of surrender for us to finally understand and get to a point one day where we say, you walked with me every step of the way you were with me every step of the way. And multiple times I had to just sit. I thought, you know, I'd be out of this, but he's using that don't ever think that he's not using our struggle for for nothing he's going to use mm-hmm. that. And the Bible talks about using beauty from ashes. And so um, what came to mind was for me, I, I mean, I think all, all of us have had a lot of different types of trials in our life. And so for me, at one point in my life, he gave me the verse of Isaiah uh, 43, two into three. And um, I just want to read it because I think that God's word is powerful. And I want you whoever's listening to to take hold of this passage because this is his word and if you're a believer you know that his word is truth and it's going to speak to who it needs to speak to and it's truth regardless of what someone thinks or doesn't think so it's isaiah 43 2 into 3 and it says when you go through deep waters i will be with you when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Sometimes we do go through the fire, like it says. Mm -hmm. But you will not be burned up. Sometimes you go through rivers of difficulty, but you will not drown. Life isn't going to be perfect. It's not always going to be an uphill, happy day. We're going to go through stuff, but God is constant. And you can hold on to that verse and know that although you may be going through stuff, and it may be a struggle to believe sometimes, keep that visual in your mind, go back to that passage, remind yourself, go to his word and strengthen yourself um, in his word and your spirit will be filled. And I just I hope that whoever's listening isn't dismayed by like, man, I keep going through these patterns. And why do I keep struggling? God's going to use that struggle. If he wanted to deliver you right away, he would or he could and sometimes he doesn't and we're not God so we don't understand. But just know that you're safe in his hands and you will not be burned up. The waters will not overtake you. Just read that over and over and over until you feel his peace.
1: Awesome. On that note, you guys, we're going to leave you to it. If you need anything from us, we are here. We can point you in the right direction.